0: Greetings, errants, glitches, breakaways, thought criminals, and genuinely open-minded and outright curious inhabitants of whatever simulacrum we find ourselves navigating at the moment. You are about to set sail on another free first-hour episode of The Melt. If you find yourself wanting to dig deeper and have the desire to join the conversation during our monthly Melt meetups, you might want to consider becoming a monthly subscriber. For a measly five dead presidents per month, you can have access to full-length, early and exclusive episodes just click the patreon or locals link in the episode notes below to create the timeline that will set it all in motion it's suspiciously simple altogether painless and just might inspire feelings of bliss and or lingering euphoria so without further ado let the conversations begin today's guest author podcaster father and husband charlie robinson back in september of 2018 on the higher side chats he had just published his excellent first book the octopus of global control and i was very impressed by the extensive degree to which he was successfully able to trace the interlocking systems of perceived power in this realm in such a way and with the plethora of receipts that really made it clear that all roads lead to Rome. His latest book, Hypocrisy, uses the dynamic of hypocrisy to illustrate how many people in perceived power often profess to have certain beliefs and an ethical sensibility, yet behave quite differently. There are some societal problems that some groups claim to have mobilized themselves specifically to heal yet their actions often fueled by unregulated emotion may exacerbate the very problem that they claim to want to solve we asked charlie on to talk about hypocrisy and about the state of the realm as it stands at the beginning of 2024 the conversation just spontaneously started of its own accord how are you charlie
2: i am good i am great i mean all things considered this is such a weird
0: time yeah you know what what isn't a weird guess... time when isn't yeah, like the last three uh, yeah, right. Exactly
2: yeah. exactly. It's always been a bit strange. But I'm uh I don't know. I'm optimistic. Twenty twenty four will be exciting.
0: Good. And and Arcapulco is coming up really soon, isn't
2: it? Yeah, Narcopoco is coming up in uh thirty four days, but who's counting?
1: <laughs> How many hours?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: And you're <laughs> MC,
2: right? As I, as, yeah, I'm gonna be emceeing. As uh-huh. I, as I was shoveling snow out here in Denver, I'm like, "How many days till Mexico? Let's get this <laughs> yeah, going." Yeah, I'm gonna be hosting an emceeing it this year, after being uh, a speaker on three occasions and just thoroughly enjoying myself. I mean, I kind of always thought of it like, so you want me to speak for an hour and then I get to stay for the week and watch everybody else. Yeah, of course, let's yeah. do it. You know, and I always wanted to go like, they're like, what slot do you want? I'm like, let's immediately yeah. first, first day, first uh-huh. day, I want to go first day, uh-huh. you know, and uh, <laughs> so that I can get that done. Yes. And then I can go sit in the audience and watch everybody else. And that's exactly. what uh, I've been able to do. And so, um, and not just sit in the audience and watch them, but then go like, talk to G. Edward Griffin, who's just walking around. Yes. Or I got on an airplane with, him. I got I was going from Mexico city to Acapulco with him and mm. we were on the same flight and we were waiting for our plane. <laughs> cool. Poor bastard didn't have a chance. <laughs> I sat down next to him and I wouldn't let him go. I just, I just <laughs> had a million questions for him. I felt so bad, but he was such a nice guy. I was like, talk to me about this. Let's you know, I felt like yeah. I was kind of interviewing him, but it's yeah, like, how great. many chances do you get to do that? Or you walk through the, you know, you walk through the restaurant and, David Icke's over there at the bar. You yes, know what I mean? And so I, exactly. like, God, I was just out. Of, I was having a, it was like the Super Bowl of the alternative media for yes, me, the times that I'd gone before. And so I really am, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be involved. Exactly. You, know and you just, mean? you get just a get a trip out of it and I get to meet people.
0: I yeah. Are you, you going to be the MC for the whole week? I'm not
2: exactly sure. I know that one day that there's somebody that's doing it for crypto. Oh, okay. And I do know that I'm doing the the the, the dinners and stuff like that. The, you know, like there's a, they're not, I, they're not, they don't have Ron Paul this year, but mm-hmm. I went to the Ron Paul dinner last year and it was, um... You know, he, he did a presentation. I mean, he, you know, they had a microphone and he went up there and talked and mm-hmm. there was somebody that was kind of wrangling the dinner, like, Hey, you know, come in, you know, this is what we're doing. And so I think I'm that guy, mm-hmm. which is, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I know that they've got musical guests. I know five times August is going to be there playing. And I had him on my podcast not too oh, cool. long ago, met him just this summer. So nice. I'm just, you know, I'm just, it's, it's such an inspiring place because you, you go, oh, look at all these smart people that are doing all this stuff that's so much cooler than what everybody else is doing. Like, oh, this is like a, you know, like all the crypto people that, that knew about this stuff before anybody did. Yes they're filthy rich now. Oh wow. And super nice about mm-hmm. it. Not like jerky or not like, you know, at least the people I meet there, they're mm-hmm. not like the Lamborghini crowd or anything, yeah, but sure. they could fly down there on a private jet that they bought and then left leave it there. If Crazy. They want. So like I I I feel like, you know, those guys were early mm-hmm. cuz they were smart and they saw something. Yeah. They're talking about things now that I have no idea about. Maybe I should listen Maybe I should take notes. You know what I mean? Maybe I should recognize that these people are a couple steps ahead of everybody else. And maybe I'll have the disposable private jet. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) not that I'm motivated by that. Yeah. But if you're, but as they say in that community, you pay the price for Bitcoin that you deserve to pay. So if you're Jeff Berwick and you buy it at $3, then mm-hmm. you buy it at $3, mm-hmm. you get rewarded for that. If you buy it at $30,000, you buy it at there. If you buy it at $3 million, if it hits there, you know, when they, then that's, then that's where where you're in. So it's, it's a, a, a varying degree of how early did you understand what was happening? And did you act on it? Because, I had to listen to Jeff talk about this stuff for a while before mm-hmm. I finally acted on any of it. Sure. So even just the process of hearing it isn't enough. Like I was trying to understand it. And and so I I told the the people, I told my state the stage manager at Anarchapuco that I've got um, I went out and bought a special clipboard it's, it's for the <laughs> event, right? It's going to be my it's gonna keep everything organized. But uh-huh. one of the things that I'm gonna have on it is a lot of blank paper. So that I can take notes like I did mm-hmm. last year yeah. while I was watching all this stuff, because what a crime it would be to go yeah. there and, and not remember any of There's, it, you yeah. know, to forget yeah. all of this the good stuff. And, exactly. And, and, and so I'm um, I'm taking it as an opportunity to educate myself on things I don't know. And I'm I'm taking it as an opportunity to network with a bunch of people that I don't currently know and mm-hmm. say hello again to to some people that I do know. And, and, and these aren't all speakers. These are people that have like, I've been going to the conference. This is my seventh time. You mm-hmm. know, this is my, I've been to all of them. You know, yeah. I met a guy that's been to all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I got a chance to, you know, meet all these interesting people and you know what I found what? a lot of them have already left their country of origin and have relocated to Mexico.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's a
2: lot of people that are, when I say where are you from, they go, well, you know, it's it sort of starts like that, and you you uh-huh. know that they're about to say, well, I'm from Canada, but uh-huh. I live in Puerto Vallarta, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. or I'm f- from Australia, but I live in Cabo, yeah, you know, or whatever, wherever it is. It's so we- so I've, there there's a whole community of that. And that's those those people are super fascinating to talk to because they just said we're done. Yeah. And I'm out and, and, and they left and they, they, they sold the house and, and got the kids out of school and relocated them and did all, they did everything that the people at the conference talk about. Maybe you should consider doing They yep. did it all.
0: Yep. And yep. so you
2: get a chance to talk to them and, and they, and he said, well, how was it? And they said, yeah. well, definitely don't do this and do this, but do it different than I, yeah. you know what I mean? You So you can learn so much I'm from sure. these people there. And, and, and so I, I just I leave that event every year feeling simultaneously thrilled that I was there and depressed because I have to go back to reality.
0: Because <laughs> mm. Max is living there now too, right? He's living in Max. Max is
2: Max is living there, and I have to tell you kind of a a, a Max a Max Egan story uh, because uh, yeah, I met Max in um, twenty nineteen at a wedding in Washington, in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody at the wedding, uh, except for the people that were getting married. And I got seated at the wedding next to Richard Gage from architects and engineers for Nine Eleven truth, just mm-hmm. wow. randomly seated next to him. Crazy. And I'm like, Hey, you've, I've got a chapter in my first book that's called architects and engineers for nine 11 truth. Like it's, the chapter is titled after your company. He's like, <laughs> what? So, so I'm sitting with him and then I get a chance to meet Max Egan. Who's there. I see Max. And God, I mean, I know all his stuff and, and you know, I know who he is. Uh-huh. He's great. So I talk to him and, and, and then I, and then I see him from time to time at an Hey, what's going on? This last one, We went to the Ron Paul dinner and it was on the, at this restaurant that was down on the beach, had like a beach access component to it. And when it all got done, everyone was kind of dispersing. And I said, well, where's everyone going? They said, well, we're going to Max's, Max's bar. And I was like, what? And they're like, Max Egan has a bar here in Acapulco. I was like, get out of here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he, he just bought it. He just bought. And I was like, "Holy shit." Well, wait how far. I mean, like who's driving where they go. No, no. It's like, it's right down the street. We'll just walk (laughs) to it. And I was like, what? I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. So we're (laughs) over. And and I said, well, where exactly is it? They said, just go to where the music is. Mm -hmm. So I walk outside of this restaurant and sure enough, I'm with a couple of people and we hear all this music we just start walking through this. We walk and there's a bar. There's nothing going on in this neighborhood. There is not, there's the dinner place that we just left, but we had a buyout. So we had the whole place. And then there's nobody else on the streets anywhere. And there is one place and it's just music playing and people are pouring out under the streets. They're just sitting on the curbs. They're sitting in plastic chairs. There's a beer. There's a guy selling beer, uh, out of a beer cooler over there. I come around the corner and it's the craziest party in town and it's Max's bar. <laughs> That's and he great. Bought it.
0: That's fantastic. It's
2: like I just, how, you know, how do you like even, I just, I just kind of shook my head and I was like, you know what? It's like only in an Acapulco will, yeah. will you just have a situation where you leave the Ron Paul dinner and go around the corner to Max Egan's bar?
0: That's fucking you know, great. Come on. It's crazy. The last time, the last time we had him on, he was temporarily staying in somebody's pad in Mexico. He wasn't even permanently living there, so he must have really whipped something together quickly.
2: I think he was staying at Berwick's place.
0: Oh, okay. He might. Yeah, I
2: think. I think. uh, I think he was. I know. I. I had Max on like two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and and in preparation for, hey, I'll see you down in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah and he was staying at Jeff's and and uh because you know that the hurricane that came into Acapulco mm-hmm. in October was um was brutal yeah I and it you... just demolished that whole place down yeah. down there where he was staying and all those beach bars the 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 place where we had the romp it, it all got
0: demolished
2: wow. so yeah i heard you I'm talking about i'm just glad everyone was it. okay jeff yeah. was out Jeff's family was out. Max was out. Uh, some of the people from the Anarchapulco crew were Good. just out. Just pe- random people were out of town wow. at that time for some reason. So it was meant to be. Yeah, I guess yeah.
0: we'll go with that. Yeah. Well, I know it's we're we're kind of late to the game talking about this, but I would like to talk about your latest book. I don't know how you pronounce it. Hypocrisy? Hippocrazy. Hi-pop- Hypocrazy, Hypocrazy, yeah, crazy. Hypocrazy, yes, su- what, what,
2: surviving in a world of cultural double standards.
0: Yes, and we're goddamn steeping in that. What What was the I thing mean, th- that that inspired you to to write that book? Uh,
2: well, I really. So I started writing it while I was writing controlled demolition of the American Empire with Jeff. Mm-hmm. I had done, you know, I I was waiting on Jeff to. I was sort of driving the the book writing process with that uh, coming off the octopus book, Jeff approached me and said, you know, would you like to write it together? And I, so I managed that process and I was waiting for Jeff to get me his stuff and he's got a million things going on. So it wasn't happening as quickly as if it had just been me as I would have. So while I was waiting for him and not wanting to rush him in any way, because I wanted him to enjoy the process too. I started on hypocrisy Mm -hmm. and, and started doing that. And that was more of like, I looked at the controlled demolition book as being more governmental and structural and things like that. The the hypocrisy one was more of like social commentary. Mm-hmm. It was like this is what happens when you allow the lies and propaganda to go completely unchecked. And when you allow these sorts of weird agendas to go out into the world. They, they infect people. And then you get these crazy policies. And, and while I was writing that book, I kept thinking, I'm going to have so many footnotes and I have to, because when I write about a story where I I mentioned something about somebody getting a, a fine from the city for collecting rainwater from their own roof yes. and getting fined. I have to be able to footnote that because people would just think I'm making it up to be funny. Yeah. But I, I had to really kind of show like it is funny. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> of course, it's all those yes. things, but it's also very true. Here's the story. Go, go take a look for yourself. So I really went into that book with a mindset of document the crime, crime scene Uh, everything that you can, you know, like CSI, like you're taking a picture of like document everything exactly because these people will think because you're getting into the culture component of it, Mm -hmm. people will get super defensive. And, and, and especially I'm also mentioning, you know, if you're talking about hypocrites, you have to talk about religion. You just have to, (laughs) they're the biggest hypocrites around. And so, and people take that very personally. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that, People would want to pick holes in it if I got insensitive spots for them. So in order to mitigate that to the extent that you can, I wanted to make sure to document it very well. This footnote, this is about this story. This is where you can go find this. When I say that this, when I call this person a lunatic, here's the here's the footnote where they were checked into a psych ward. You know what I mean? Like Mm, I want, like I wanted to just be as, and and of course I've got a snarky, horrible, shitty, (laughs) dark sense of humor that runs through the whole thing. Like it's, it's, it's almost like you can feel like I've got my hands up. I'm just going, can you even believe this? I mean, like, (laughs) look at this crazy bullshit out here. And, and, and I didn't want it to just be a rant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to just be a complaint because I could have that, but I, I really wanted to. Um, I really wanted to wrap it up with some constructive solutions for it. And it was funny because I always remember that I put a solutions part in the book because my mother-in-law asked to get a copy of the book. Beef uh, after I'd put it out, she wanted to read it. She's not ideologically aligned with me Mm -hmm. thinks probably thinks i'm a crazy person (laughs) and i remember i gave her the book and she said and she found me like a month later and said well i just you know i have some questions about the book i mean you do all this complaining but like where are the solutions and i go the did you read the book because the last chapter is called solutions exactly that's that's the name of the chapter solutions (laughs) There's no mystery to it, uh-huh. so I was like, "You didn't read the book, did you?" But, but, so I, I wanted to complain a little bit. I wanted to point out sort of the the just the the overwhelming hypocrisy that runs through a lot of this, whether it's whether it's at the school level, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and people see it. I think that the, one of the reasons why people kind of like, you know, like the book was because they, they went, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or, Oh yeah, I remember that. Or, Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. I never yep. thought of it that way. So I, I had a lot of people reach out to me that said that I kind of condensed the way they were feeling about mm-hmm. a lot of different things yeah, into yeah. one, into one place. And so Absolutely. I thought that was, um, that that's what I think what I was trying to do, like, mm-hmm if we can sort this out, if we can get rid of the the hypocrisy that runs through this, like you should be embarrassed to be Gavin Newsom and go in front of a microphone and say the things that come out of his mouth. You should be humiliated. You should be like like that clip I play in the beginning of Macroaggressions, which is Garrick Utley talking about 9-11. He says, a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the crime scene, if you can believe that, he, he subconsciously had to put, if you can believe that, in there because his brain was telling him the words you are reading are lies.
0: Yep. Exactly. He himself. And even it. he
2: couldn't even bring himself to sell that piece of shit, lie yeah, exactly. to somebody that a hijacker's passport was found. So, like, if we can acknowledge that we have a problem with these people having the audacity to go on television and look us in the eye and lie to us. We should make that so shameful that they never even consider it. And right now, what we have is we have a nation of people that do the Rumsfeld, as I say, which is mistakes were made. We're charting a course forward. No sense living in the past. And I'm like, no, let's live in the past for a little while. Mm -hmm. And let's sort out some of the things that you guys have been doing and the way you've been doing it and the way you've been lying to us. We got all the time in the world to, to, to worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. There is no future until we sort out. What we're currently going through, which is a mainstream media, which is by all accounts a propaganda organization
0: and,
2: and, and, and the legal is, and then again, I can't just say it's propaganda without putting the footnote to the Smith modernization act of 2012, which legalized propaganda to be used inside America on Mm -hmm. Americans. So when I say that the mainstream media has turned into propaganda, I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I'm not, and, and I can prove it. So, so again, it's like, I feel like if we can just let the general public know that the rules have been changed on you in the last 25 years or so, and you didn't, they didn't consult with you. They can now lie to you and tell you all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You don't see cigarette ads on TV anymore but you see big pharma ads exactly. because they get 60% of their ad revenue from the pharmaceutical industry. Yep. So do you think that, and, and so your aunt Ginny, who thinks vaccines are safe and effective because she's never heard anybody really point out how dangerous they are. That's because they don't allow people on the network to talk about that when 60% of their ad revenue comes from the pharmaceutical industry. Exactly. So she's never going to hear that counterpoint. She's never going to hear the vaccines you know, big pharma, uh, issues Mm -hmm. because the mainstream media is set up in a way that just logically speaking, you can't do, you can't alienate your, your largest advertiser. I mean, theoretically CNN could do that, right? Like Anderson Cooper could have a, a Jerry Maguire moment where he wakes up, you know, he goes, I'm today, I'm going to go tell the truth about Mm -hmm. it and have a, do a big diatribe on his nightly news. He'd be fired on the spot, and there'd be a hundred people in line to replace him. And he knows that. And so this machine will continue to do that. So the, the, the thing is, it's like, we've got to get honest about the system that's in place, which is the mainstream media is legally, uh, the government is legalized lying. So do you think you'll get lying? Yeah, of course. Here's another one that, that, I think people need to understand the same way using the same sort of logic of, of the Smith Munt act Mm -hmm. that I I just mentioned, the Smith Munt act of 1948 is it's one of those things that you would have, you would have definitely missed on your history test. Yeah. You would have gotten it wrong. All it said was we've just come out of world war II, and we saw what propaganda can do. It's Mm -hmm. really bad. Now, We're going to make this law so that the American government can't use propaganda on its own people. We'll still use propaganda on everybody else. Don't get crazy. Now we're going to still do all that. We're just not going to use it against our own people. Okay, so then in 2012, Barack Obama created the smith Munt Modernization Act, which then legalized propaganda to be used inside America on Americans. Now, I would suggest that you wouldn't do that unless you intended to use some propaganda. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't go through that exercise. You wouldn't bother with all that unless you were intending to use it. Yes. So with that as the pretext and logic flow for me, I look at the legislation that has been passed recently in the last couple of years, which legalized bail ins meaning that the banks can take the money in your bank account. Now that sounds crazy because it's supposed to be your money in your bank account. But the truth of the matter is it's it's their bank account. The minute you put your money in their bank account, you become an unsecured creditor. So legally, it's their money. And then they took this extraordinary step, much like the smith Munt Modernization Act, Of then legalizing bail-ins, and I would use the same logic and say that you wouldn't take that extraordinary step unless you were intending to do that.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly.
2: So it stands to reason that in the future, they will bail in the bank accounts. Now, I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't know when that will happen, but I do know that it will happen because they wouldn't have legalized it if they didn't intend to use it. So it's coming. It's just a matter of when. So that, that's, and I feel like with stuff like this, once people hear it, they go, oh, that makes sense. They just don't hear it. They just don't get an opportunity to hear it, you know, cause it's not on the, it's not in the, 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 the mainstream media. And they've choked us out so bad in the alternative media through like demonetizing and, and mm-hmm. de-boosting and k- throwing us off of social media, you know, YouTube, all that stuff, that stuff matters. Oh yeah. You know, that, that really affected us. I mean, Absolutely. it was, we have to confess that was a very devastating blow for sure. Against the alternative media by doing that, by cutting out the, the financial support and by cutting out the reach. I mean, it's like, it's really tough, but there's such an appetite for, Good information that in the end, I think we will all feel that we are better for having gone through this whole situation of having to like decentralize ourselves and not count on YouTube and not do, you know, like I write books, but also have podcasts and a radio show. You know, so it's like for me, it's like I have to have a little bit of everything going. Mm -hmm. So uh, not to mention a real estate brokerage. But so I, I've always kind of have to, but, but I was forced to do that because I couldn't build a foundation on YouTube because I was talking about the things that the computer would just throw me off. I put a, yeah. an, an itty, uh, a video with Ilana Freeland. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you familiar I mean, with her? Yeah, she's, she's been a, on. She's a sweet. She's a sweet lady. She'll talk she to you all day long about electromagnetic frequencies, and mm-hmm. she sounds like you. She you'd want to have her over for exactly. for tea, and yeah. you know, and and oh, I mean, within four hours, I got a strike wow. for the, the video interview I put up with her. They just absolutely do not want you knowing what she's talking about. Yeah, and so uh, to me, I go, pay attention to her. Yes. <laughs> right yeah. like it, if like if they if they have decided that what she's talking about is 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 like automatically banning i mean that video is up for four hours that's insane gone. so so like maybe she's on to something so of in, in yeah. the end you know look we and the alternative media as as creators or consumers of it too, because I listen to all kinds of, of these shows and watch them read all, you know, as much of the, the stuff as I can from other people. Mm-hmm. We are, we are so far ahead of the, uh, we are talking about topics that are, that's like a year in advance of where the rest of the normie friends are. Cause I'm starting to get, you know, I get questions from my normie friends today. I just got one today. Where should we move? What's going (laughs) on? Where, where, what, what stock should I buy? I I got, I swear to God, I got, I got that from one of my best friends to, to just today. And it's like, it's cause we're, we're looking at all this information and talking about it and nobody will acknowledge it. Until it's safe. And that's usually about like 12 months from now, then Tucker Carlson will talk about it or, exactly. or some, you know, somebody else who's made, or Joe Rogan will talk about it or Tucker Carlson or something. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, we, we were talking, we've been talking about this stuff for a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like glad you're talking about it to be sure. But, but there is a calculation I think a lot of them make, which is like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to talk about this quite yet. Yes. Whereas we in the alternative media are like that. That makes us, we have to talk about exactly. it because we're not supposed to talk about it yet. For sure. That, 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 that's the whole point is that we can't, is that, that the second we figure this stuff out, we have to verbalize that and we have to get, get the message out that this is what's going on. So or that you can just be aware that these people are trying to they're trying to manipulate us and and it's our duty and obligation to to point it out to the extent that we can.
0: Yeah, or in real time while we're figuring it out, we're broadcasting it.
2: And be honest about what we don't know. Yes, exactly. You know, be just be like, hey, I, based on what I know about how these things work, I I think that it might go like this, but as long as we're willing to um be honest with the audience and and let them know when we don't know and not yeah. have feel like there's any shame in, in that and just say hey listen like we'll see how these things play out yes they don't expect us to be clairvoyant no but they do expect us to be honest right so yeah. so like i don't have a problem if say, when someone says like what do you think about the 2024 elections like I mean, I have thought, I have speculation. I have no inside information. I I would, you know, it would be crazy for me to say, I I know exactly how that stuff is going to play out. Um, But if we want to speculate about it, that's fun, and we can do that. But I, but I'm always extra careful to be like, now I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah. Please, I I want you to all recognize that right (laughs) now. I don't know. I'm. I don't listen to me.
0: Yeah that's important. And,
2: and, and you know not as like a you know not as like a free pass to do whatever you want but just no. just to to differentiate between this stuff I have 100% know. Yeah. And 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 I'm positive that this is the way this is. Um in order, I just always like to separate it a little bit. Sometimes I call somebody a scumbag when, when maybe I can't prove that they're a scumbag maybe it's just an opinion, (laughs) but I try to keep, I try to keep my facts, my facts and my opinions, my opinions, but, um, I don't know. It gets blurred. And when you write, you know, you are the voice of it all. And so they can't help but, um, sort of hear, I don't know. I, I, I can't, my, the, the first book I wrote, the octopus book
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I had, because of the structure of it, I had the ability to, um, to take myself out of it for Mm -hmm. a lot of it, because it was quotes from 700 different people about, or 500 different people, 700 quotes. And, um, and because of that, you, you could easily hear everybody else's voice, but it wasn't with the, controlled demolition book with Berwick, I was like, they're going to be hearing your Canadian accent when they read this book, Jeff, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh yeah. They're going to, in their mind, you are reading this to them while you're walking Lucy the dog. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, just remember that that's the way it's going to be interpreted. And um, so I guess, you know, we can't really, uh, can't really remove Your, you know, my voice from the, from the books, but I do try to differentiate and say like, you know,
1: Chris is looking for this. I know.
2: And this I'm, this I'm, I'm speculating about, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, you got the good version too. You got the one from Barnes and Noble.
0: Oh, what's the, what's the bad version?
2: Well, it's not bad. It's, um, um, it's just bound differently. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's it's thin, That one's thinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Amazon one is thicker. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's available at BarnesandNoble.com and uh, Amazon. And and no and and nobody knows about Barnes and Noble. Yeah 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 yeah. There you go. I liked the concept of um, Uncle Sam in a straight jacket, in a <laughs> padded cell with thorazine eyes, disheveled. <laughs> You know, I, cause I just thought if I, I, I always liked album artwork, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and when I, when, with the books, I feel like it's, it's, I'm not a musician at all. I don't know how to play any instruments. I always thought it'd be cool to be in a band. So I look at the book covers, I go, well, that'll be like my album art. Yeah. And I really, I, I like the concept of being able to look at the book mm-hmm. And know exactly what it's about just yeah, by looking at it. Exactly. So the octopus in the world, and then the the controlled demolition book. Uh we we wrap Building Seven with an American flag. And I mm. at, at about three quarters of the way down. And I said, Jeff, what do you think about that? And he said, Oh my God, that's it. <laughs> and then the hypocrisy book is um, is that cartoonish, Uncle Sam? You know, mm. because we're just we're cartoonish. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at look at that. That's It
0: looks very mad magazine to me, which is what I grew up uh-huh. on basically. Yeah, yeah. Was...
2: Yeah, that's kind that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. it to look completely cartoonish mm-hmm. and silly. You know, like how they say it, welcome to the clown show. Yes. I wanted it to be clown show-ish mm-hmm. and um and disrespectful. Because that's that's kind of I was looking at, you know, it's like looking at America and going looking at your buddy who's just like Ruining his life with bad decisions, and you yep. just want to go, dude. Look at yourself.
0: Do you think? And that... that's how
2: I feel about the country right now. It's like Absolutely. Just <laughs> look at yourself. It's fixable, but you got to get honest. You got to like recognize that this is you're. you're we it's not you got to make look. some changes. You it's can't not a beat good look. Thirty five trillion dollars in debt. You st- stop. This yeah. is. It you know what I mean? It, so in this case, it's like your buddy who's just like a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt, quit his job, living, you know, three months behind on the rent. You're like, dude, you have to make better choices. And that's how I feel like the 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 book was like a reflection of the government. Like you guys you guys are screwing this thing up and it's measurable and it's fixable. Mm. Which is, I guess, the good news, right? Because if if it was like hopeless, then that'd be, you know, that'd be horrible. But well, but the good news is that there it's fixable. There's exactly. a lot of things that are fixable. But sure. the the bad news is you you're asking people to recognize that we have a problem, and that is just that's just too much for people mm-hmm. yeah. for a lot of people.
0: Uh yeah and it's and it's and you're just pointing out things that are already existing you're not making up shit and and calling it wacky you're pointing out the things that are already existing but at the same time i know that you are basically if not an anarchist then very anarchist adjacent but you're not pushing anarchy you're not pushing like you know this sucks and i've got a better way of doing it necessarily you're pointing out the 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 very uh, inadequacies of all of this and just the fucking clown world aspect of it, but you're not pushing uh, your agenda to substitute it, which I think is good and important.
2: Well, well, truth be told, I would probably fail some of these anarchist purity tests, Mm -hmm. you know, even though I'm hosting a (laughs) Narcopulco, you know, like, I be it it and admittedly so, like hypocritical on some things. Like mm-hmm. I need my you know I need to change some of these aspects of my life that are a little too statist, even for me. Like yeah. I like you know and I've got a I'm married to somebody that's not an anarchist and 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 that's presents challenges yes. and things like that. You yeah. know so so you you know you recognize that um, you know I wanted to I didn't want to. I don't like it when, when people force their ideology on me. And so I don't, to the extent that I can, I don't really want to force my ideology on them unless you ask.
0: Yeah, of course. Unless
2: you, unless somebody, unless somebody says, explain this to me, i take all the time that you need. But, but lately like the people that want to argue or give you a hard time about this stuff, I, I just I've had to prioritize my time. And I don't get a ton of pushback to be honest with you. most of the most of the comments I get are people that are sort of recognizing the things that I'm seeing too. But mm-hmm. I just I've just decided I'm I'm prioritizing my energy towards people that are interested in knowing more about this. I'm not going to force you into anarchism. That's the exact opposite of what anarchism is absolutely
0: (laughs) absolutely that's (laughs) a very important aspect of it
2: that that in fact kind of proves my point that i'm not going to force you it's like i would never want to force you into but also i wouldn't want to be forced into something myself so with with the book you know uh, you're right i didn't make it up I, i could i mean i couldn't be that funny half the stuff that's in there. <laughs> I you know, know. It's I mean, such it's rich like, material. You read, you read it and you're like, I'm like, I am definitely going to have to footnote that one because yeah. people just think I'm bullshitting them. Yeah, you know, exactly. like there's no way that's real. And it's like, no, no, no. It's totally real. They sold this lady's mother's corpse to the military and strapped it to a rocket and blew it up. And then she found out about it accidentally. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and you, 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 you go, there's no way my government could be this absolutely horrible and and, and diabolical or this bad with money. And then you look and you're like, no, 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 no. These are the programs that they've spent millions and millions of dollars on. Yes. Gender studies of like turtles and shit. You know what I mean? Like the, the, so that's why I said that the book is, is, frustratingly funny you know <laughs> what i mean it's like th- you you've it you're you're laughing at the absurdity of it all but it's really frustrating yeah because well, you just see all this inadequacy and you know it's fixable And you feel like oh, if like if only somebody cared we could fix all these things, and then you start to get like, oh, was well, it broken on purpose? And you know, that's kind of where, where my mind goes after the book with Berwick is that, like, well, if you if you were trying to take down an empire, let's just say, how would you do it any differently? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, if you were trying to soften up a, a, a country, a superpower. Would you attack it directly, uh, in a physical war? No, of course not. That would be that'd be incredibly stupid from the art of war standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. The, the exactly. Sun Tzu uh, s- s- uh, side of things. So instead, what you would do is what Yuri Besmanov talks about, which is the ideological subversion. And you just say it's going to take forty years, but we're gonna we're gonna commit to it, and you watch, you watch. We'll fuck that entire country up to the point where they don't know whether they're men or women. And and Yuri was right. And Yuri was having the conversations with Ed Griffin, right? Back in the 70s. And he was talking about how if you give them 20 years, entire generation of kids, you can brainwash them. You can make them feel however you want. But you've then you've got to have a five-year destruction period. The demoralization period. It's Demoralization is 20 years. Destruction is five years. And then you have a crisis, but the crisis has to last for six weeks because that's the amount of time it takes to break somebody's brain.
0: COVID. Yes.
2: And then he said there was the fourth step, which was the normalization process. And then once you do that, then then the problem is now normalized. And in his description, he said in 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 the Soviet Union, we had a problem in Czechoslovakia. And so we put tanks on every corner. And then they asked, how is the situation? And the response is the situation has been normalized. And so you think about that now, like what's been normalized? In the last 10 years, a bunch Reality. of crazy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bunch of crazy shit like 115 genders, and we've got to have third bathrooms, and men can compete in women's sports, and um, um, we're going to have Dylan Mulvaney. And there, so you can see how things have changed just mm-hmm. within the last 10 years. Yeah. And it, it's working. It's working, oh, yeah. and this is what they this is what they call cultural Marxism. And mm-hmm. you start hearing this, and you go. So, so when Berwick and I are talking about controlled demolition, I'm like, I'm like, they lit a 30 year fuse on this thing. You know what I mean? Like they they went around and snipped all the support columns, looted the place, took out an insurance policy on it, rigged it with detonators, cleared everybody out pushed down the plunger and then collected insurance money. So like th- this was, this was, you know, we, we just sort of laid it out there. Like, and, and you see, and you, and you overlay Yuri Bezmenov's cultural subversion on that. And you go, well, that's how you take a superpower out. You hollow them out from the inside. Yep. socially, economically, manufacturing-wise for the NAFTA, which Bill Clinton signed in the mid-'90s, and there goes your manufacturing. So you, you cut them, and it takes 30 years for them to bleed to death with the middle-class leave dries up and the blue-collar iron belt it turns to shit mm-hmm. and everyone in West Virginia strung out on drugs. I mean, all of that stuff is predictable.
0: Yep. Or set all the divide and conquer narratives in motion, which we're seeing in, you know, a hundredfold now, the COVID that just spread like wildfire, gender, uh, the way that the left is subdividing so much that, you know, there's busy, they're more busy fighting themselves than they are the right wing. You know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous.
2: <clears throat> and it's such an interesting thing too, because it, Pl- it, it, it points at a fatal flaw, which is that their their narrative, their understanding of the world requires constant maintenance and yep. never-ending hoop jumping and compliance checking. You Goal know, I mean, moving. there is no finish line. Yep. Those people can never please one another. They're social piranhas. Mm-hmm. And eventually they eat themselves. Yep. But the problem is, they do a shit ton of damage to everybody around them because yeah. they are so destructive.
0: And somehow, but this is
2: what Yuri Bezmenov talks about. He talks mm-hmm. about these people. He calls them the you know, they describes as like Hitler's brown shirts. There's always one of these groups mm-hmm. that's d- w- dumb enough and naive enough to not understand the game, and they get whipped up into a frenzy like an antifa type, and they don't yes. even realize that what winds up happening. He says with, with these with these These people that collaborate with the enemy, at some point, they're very useful early on at creating chaos in the existing power structure. Mm -hmm. But once that power structure is destabilized and the new group comes in, then they become a liability. Mm -hmm. That's why Yuri says they're the first people to be put up against the wall and shot. They don't understand this. And they'll be the last to figure it out. It'll be while they're put up against the wall that they'll finally go, oh, I get it now. I'm totally useless to them. I'm only good at stirring up trouble for the establishment. And now they're the establishment. So now I'm the enemy. Thank you for your service up against the wall. He, he, he said, that's what they That's what they did in Nazi Germany. That's what they did in the Soviet Union. That's what they'll do in America. That's what they'll do. So it, so it makes me ask the question who's going to pull the trigger. Is it the 7 million people that have come through the Southern border in the last three years, because I'm an anarchist and I have a problem with borders and all of that, but we have to get honest about what is happening down there. This is being, this is engineered and the people that are in charge of this are very dangerous and they have a plan. That's why it's happening. So we need to be aware of what is, what is going on. I I fear a scenario in which in a destabilized United States in which 74% of the eligible kids, I guess, kids or young adults in America, are technically ineligible to join the military Mm -hmm. due to, um, drugs, grades, or, uh, felony convictions. Mm -hmm. So we've already got almost three quarters of the pool out of the picture. Too fat, too stupid, too criminal, whatever. So who's going to fill the gap? And the minute a politician decides that they're going to be able to get some sort of benefit from a voting block, in, up, you know, in a in an election, they're going to say, "You join our military, we'll give you citizenship." And then, and then I ask you, who or who's their loyalty to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the people that would be pulling the trigger. Yep. And they're not Americans. Yeah. They're on they're auditioning to be Americans. Yes. How American are you? Are you willing to shoot other people? Cuz that's what we consider to be American now. So so all of a sudden that dilemma of like, well, listen, I mean, US troops would never shoot at US citizens. W- what if the troops weren't US citizens?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know what I mean? Like we envision blue helmets, but I was talking, I was talking about this today. Um, you know, blue helmets are like targets, right? What if, what if instead of, what if instead of wearing blue helmets, they were wearing us military fatigues because they were in the military, but they were international troops. And is that the long game for what's going on at the Southern border? that they're bringing in a literal army to be the U S army in exchange for citizenship. I mean, it sounds preposterous right now, but is it? I mean, I'm just trying to think like these people think. And, and that's where my little conspiratorial tinfoil (laughs) hat brain goes is Well, why do you keep telling us military fighting age? Why do I keep hearing that term in the media all the time? There's got to be a reason why they're using that term all the Mm -hmm. time. Well, because they want you to recognize that that's who these people are. And then they join the military. How do we feel about that? Is that, are they really on team America or are they on like team globalists? Like who knows, you know? So it's you know, (laughs) It's just stuff to keep your eye on. Yeah, it doesn't mean sure. like stress. It doesn't mean like build a bunker. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just another like data point. It's just yeah. like another thing, like to just, let's just see how this this plays out. I I don't want it to be the case, but I don't really know what else it would be for. Yeah, exactly. And I talked to, I talked to um, Dan Lyman. Who, who runs a, a, a site called Borderhawk News. And he was also the head of Infowars Europe for six years. He still is. And uh, he was in Switzerland, and he said that they had an encounter with some Croatian cops where they they met with the police and talked to them about these immigrants that they were catching. And they found out some interesting things that they were that. So we're talking about Europe. They all had the same sort of debit card, Mm -hmm. Mm. a MasterCard, and um, and they traced it back to Soros uh, Open Foundation by Mm. George Soros. Right. And so and, and none of that is really super surprising. The MasterCard component is more than likely because of their affiliation with the World Economic Forum and uh that would make sense in some kind of random way mastercard being like deep state credit card not not yeah. not good guys right sure. so so they, they saw that going on that these guys had debit cards that were mastercards they were getting from the soros foundation that had money on it but what was interesting about it was that after they started doing like the equivalent of European FOIA requests. They were getting some information. And what they found was that those cards were being replenished every month, Mm. that they weren't just like your $50 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Chick-fil-A debit card that once you're done with, you throw the card away. These, they're reloading. Interesting. And who was reloading it? The EU. So they were financing the, in the migrant moving, the EU was doing it in conjunction with George Soros's group. And that's what Dan Lyman told me. So so he's like, so that's going on in Europe. That is clear coordination. It's being financed at the highest levels by these globalist groups. He's like, so like use your, use the same line of thinking and take a look at what's going on in the Southern border. And and who's behind it and who's making this happen because they're running the same play. Yeah, they get like three grand
1: when they come into the country and there are people who are leaving the country and coming back. And one guy (laughs) was talking about having made fifteen thousand dollars so far because he's left and come back so many times. I do want to that guy, that guy we should keep. As
2: an enterprising young man, one one thing I want to like his style. One thing I want to ask
1: you about Charlie is, it's we're nine days in, and there's been a lot that's happened within this first nine days of 2024. Uh, What are your thoughts on Miami? I'll I'll just throw a few out to you and see what what sticks to the wall. Jewish
2: underground tunnels in Brooklyn.
1: Yes. With soil did you have mattresses. That on,
2: your, on your bingo card for 2024. I certainly <laughs> did not. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, I, so I, I'm, I'm bipolar in my, on my views on these things, because mm-hmm. as a human being, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried about what could, what could really be going on. But as a writer, Oh, it's like an embarrassment of riches yeah, right no now, shit. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, it's almost like you don't know where to start. So I I, you know I know it's going to get weird with the election. You know, I just had um, – I've been doing a TNT radio show Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, mm-hmm. 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check it out if you want, <laughs> uh, on, on TNT radio, which isn't radio anymore. It's actually like video and everything, which is uh-huh. the reason why I have the – the green, green screen. screen um and i had roger stone on my show today and talked to him about uh what he thinks is gonna you know what he thinks is gonna happen uh, and you know i mean this is a guy that's been in he's like i know he's like they hate me uh but I've been doing this for 45 years and I know how things play out. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I can see, I, you know, and, and he was, he was, uh, trashing Nikki Haley, wh- which was awesome. Uh, he's enthusiastically pumping Trump, which is funny. Um, but he's a funny guy. So I, I, I just kind of listened to him for a while, but, uh, you know, I, I, it's that election year. I talked to him about the October surprise. I described it as a vending machine for the globalists where you just push and you don't know which can is going to come out of the vending machine. You know what I mean? Like pandemic. He goes, Uh well, he goes, I think about that all the time. He's like, you know, pandemic. He goes, but they already use that. He's like economic collapse. They could probably do that. You know? And so he, so I had a fun time with him. He was, he was, um, he was, uh, he, he was, uh, a trip and he had just recently the night be- just last night, an article came out that said, um, it was the headline for the daily mail. And, and I saw it on, on my phone that Roger Stone was accused of orchestrating a, uh, an assassination attempt on, um, Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell and that Roger Stone was accused of that because they found a recording of 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 something but they couldn't let him see it and they couldn't let him hear it what but they ran the story anyway and he's like I'm suing you what are you doing <laughs> what are you do so that came out last night and I was like I'm the first guy to get get a crack at him after uh-huh. that like That's great. Let's hear it. What did you do? He's like I never said anything like this. He goes This is, he goes. You for three hundred dollars, you can go get an AI voice generator. He goes. You know how much talking I have done on interviews throughout the course of my life. They can have me saying anything they want. He said. He goes. I've seen videos of things that I thought were totally real, and and people were showing me the the you know some of the effects, the limitations, Mm -hmm. or uh, abilities of green screen technologies and, and AI generated voice. And he said, so he goes, I've fallen for a bunch of these things in the past. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. They wouldn't even let me listen to it or see it. And then, but they, they told me they were running it. And and I was like, man, like, are you going to sue him? He's like, yes, very much. So (laughs) I was like, I was like, you know, I mean, Like, I don't give a shit about politics. Truth is, my producer booked him. Um, Uh And and I'm happy to talk to him because I think he's an interesting guy. But he was, you know what I mean? He wasn't like, he's not like in my Rolodex or anything like that. (laughs) But I think whenever you've got an election year, the Roger Stones of the world come out.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And so there's always some fuckery afoot. It's just a matter of what is it going to be, and 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 it's the October surprise with Hunter Biden's laptop, and and you know, yes. and, that, and and that whole thing. Oh, you're crazy for talking about that stuff. Uh, it's disinformation, and oh, it's true. So, so what new thing are we going to be told this year is total, totally not true when in actuality it is? Is there is it? I don't know. We've already, we've started the year. It's been the year of Jeffrey Epstein already, yes. which has been n- I, I, nothing that I didn't already know.
0: What about you, Charlie? Do you have any, do you have a new book in the works? Any other projects going on or?
2: <sighs> no, the, the, the new TNT radio show has really sucked all of my energy. I would out, imagine. To be Five days
0: a week, <laughs> right?
2: Five days a week. Yeah. And it's like an hour a day. But is it really an hour a day, <laughs> you know, with all like the research and the, no
0: shit.
2: I got to reach out and invite this person and fight have you come on and, you know, and all that book. it's not, it's not just an hour. I'm yeah. always thinking about it No, It's really kind of like a bit much. So it's, it feels like it feels like it's a Monday through Friday <laughs> job for an hour. So it's hard to really complain about it too sure. much, you know, but, and they've been great. I must say that the that they've been they've been cool. They haven't said um, talk about this. Don't talk about that. They haven't said there's been zero content input at all. Fantastic.
0: Well, they approached you. As long
2: as that continues, as long as that continues, then we're good. If if that were to change, you will you will know.
0: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Did they approach you for it to do it? Yeah. Okay. So they they better they better you know want what you give them they yeah. know
2: i'm i'm uh de- de- degenerate horrible <laughs> monster they know what they're getting i certainly hope so but but i'm i'm playing it straight you know i'm doing the daytime um i'm doing the daytime 2 p.m eastern hour slot with a with a, a a denver skyline background it looks like i'm in a news studio i mean it, cool. i've got like the earpiece and everything oh, i nice. i love there. it it's all so official i can hear like the studio in australia in my ear and so all that feels like i feel like i'm on acid to be honest with you it feels so (laughs) surreal and i'm watching it like i had roger stone on today i was like what is happening you know (laughs) i feel like like the drugs are kicking in or something so um it's you know but it's Sounds great. I, I mean, listen. I'm flattered. I'm yeah. happy that that they would want to have my flavor of insanity on there on their airwaves. But it's needed. You know, we've got it. To, and I and and again, I feel like I want to talk to as many people as I can. So I, uh, I'm going to do it. And if they want to have me on, I'm I'm happy to be there. And I'm happy to be on with you guys as well. Oh, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always fun to chat. We're so.
0: honored to have you here. Where can people find you online and your books?
2: Oh well, I just have a brand new website that just came out. We're very proud of it. It only took us like a year to put it all together. But (laughs) it's macroaggressions.io. Macroaggressions.io is the place to go, and it's just a real simple. It's got shows. It's got the books. It's got it's got all that stuff there, and uh, and all the social media. Can they get to the radio show? Did
0: you think via that too? you get
2: to the radio show via the website too. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. There's a, there's a logo for that and, and access to the, to the books. And, and, uh, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about that book because that book is, um, is one that is becoming more and more relevant.
0: No shit. Yeah.
2: And, and I, am uh, it's like a time bomb, that I'm waiting for it to go off and people are going to look back on that book and they're going to go, Ooh, we didn't recognize it at the time, but this one was, this one was calling a lot of this crazy shit that was, uh, coming. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see, but I appreciate anyone that buys the books and supports the work because it certainly is, uh, not what my guidance counselor thought.
1: <laughs> so what, what is your punctuation for 2024? What do you think is the most important thing for uh, us and you to focus on in this year that's impending?
0: Boy.
2: Um, get some money out of the banks. Get your money, get your money out of the banks to the extent that you can is, you know, Mm. have some cash, think, be a little bit paranoid. Don't freak your friends or family out, but like be, be a little bit more paranoid and a little bit more proactive than you normally would be, I guess. I don't know how, I mean, not in an alarming way or anything, but like this feels like a pivotal year. It feels like there's a lot on the line. There's a lot of changeover, not just in the United States, but internationally Mm -hmm. as well with with a lot that's going on. And so, you know, when you get these really tense moments, you know, just keep your head on a swivel, pay attention to what's going on. Be very careful about getting manipulated by the media into feeling one way or the other. Just be aware, run everything through your internal bullshit detector twice just to be sure. And 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 if you can't find friends that see this stuff, um I don't know, try to find some. Because you're I mean, I I've lost a lot of friends over the years. For sure. Not you know, just guys, just people that just kind of like were like, eh you know thinking that i'm probably just a little too much
0: well there's a lot of, of a good, headache. there's a lot of good communities that cluster around podcasts like ours and like yours mm-hmm. so that's a good yeah. place to start like gravitate towards information yeah. that sounds right to you or or seems compelling and and seems to be leading in the direction that you want to go with your life and then just hang out in the comments or reach out to the person that's doing the podcasting or what there's community to, to be found. It's just not always around you directly.
2: Yeah. 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 And my new community is the podcasting community. Yeah, and I've exactly. become friends with a lot of the people from that and yes. met them in real life. And it's fantastic, you know, yeah. so it's been a, it's been a real treat for me. I, 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 you know, I wouldn't meet the people that I have met if it wasn't for this or have these crazy experiences. I mean, to, to, to go to an Arcapulco and speak is, was like a mind blower to me. Um, but to host it is a real big treat. So I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I'm just going to go, you know, do it and do it. Uh, you can't go wrong with that crowd. That crowd (laughs) is fantastic. Those are my people. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't have to, per- I don't have to visualize them naked or do any yeah. of that nonsense. I just have to talk to them. Yeah. So exactly. are, they, they understand what's going on. They're the best people around. And, um and I hope to see, I hope to see as many people from, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you go to an Arcapulco because you watched this episode, then you are contractually obligated <laughs> to find me at the event and tell me <gasps> th- such. Exactly. Tell me that you're here because of it. Exactly. Okay. That is, but if that is, if if you do that, we can party. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> that, that Charlie, it's been so
1: people. great to talk to you. Thank you so much for yes. your time and your energy and thank all you of your your research Absolutely. and your hard work. We send you love thank and you. blessings you. to your family and just we thank, thank you, you so, so much. much and safe travels all on right. your trip to Acapulco.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's going to be a long one, but it's okay. I can, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's one of the few jobs where I can drink beer on the job and everybody's fine. Exactly. Exactly.
1: It's a worthy journey. You can manage. You can manage,
0: brother. (laughs) All right, Charlie.
1: Thank you again. I'll let you know when this comes out.
2: righty. Okay. Sounds good.
0: Farewell. Bye. What'd you think, my love?
1: It was awesome. i really enjoyed it. I, uh, I'm still learning how to say anarchapulco. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> now that the podcast isn't happening. I feel less less pressure.
0: I would love to go to that some year. Definitely. That would be a nice, a nice uh, vacation.
1: Yeah. I would imagine that David probably didn't come because his daughter just died. Really?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's probably
1: that. grieving and dealing with lots of stuff at home right now i
0: would imagine yeah yeah that was good uh charlie's books are fantastic Um, starting with again this one uh, his first one which is so fucking look how tiny the print is like and there's over 500 pages it's amazing full of great great information um and the second one is basically more of the same only more uh, sort of america centric um Fantastic read. Not as dense, but very entertaining. Yes. You could even probably loan it to family members, and (laughs) they wouldn't uh, stop inviting you to Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. He's just, you just have to hit play, and he just goes. It was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a, a difficult time interjecting sometime. And by the time that I, yeah. Anyway, my old story, my old dynamic. <laughs> I'm too polite to interrupt, and I think there was just enough lag where mm-hmm. even when I did try to say something, like it sort sort of got lost in the mix. So, yeah. Kaysera, so his rants are fantastic. So,
1: yeah, I'm interested to know more about TNT and how uh, how that plays out if. If it's live in Australia or if it's taped and then airs in Australia.
0: I have no idea. I don't even know what the time difference is between. It's been a while since I've, we've talked to anybody in Australia.
1: 16 hours, I think, um, in the Midwest.
0: So maybe he's there, Art Bell, for one hour.
1: Yeah. 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 That would be cool. hmm Yeah.
0: Yes, good dude. Fantastic. Good to have him back. Um, we'll have to think of an excuse to have him back again. Maybe we can have an uh, anarcho <laughs> report. Now I have a hard time saying it. It rubbed off.
1: Yeah, it's a hard one. God, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I didn't get to any really any of my questions whatsoever. We got off the book, and all of my questions were book oriented. I don't even know why I read the damn thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding uh but the the detours that we made were enjoyable and and pleasant and filled with wonderful information,
1: yeah, there's a lot going on right now, and I think uh it's it's easy to focus on one specific news item and kind of run with that uh. And there's just so much going on this year so far that I think how do you how do you determine what is the most important news story because there's just so much shit going down.
0: Yeah, and I haven't followed the Miami thing. Um I think I, I'm I'm at a point where if it feels like maybe somebody is trying a little just a little bit too hard to convince me of something um with very little evidence or anything to back it up not just evidence but just like you know something more than a than a big rumor one rumor um i'm just a little more skeptical than i used to be and i've only seen one very blurry photograph of of what is supposed to be one of these giant creatures and I couldn't even make a creature out of the picture. Have you seen more than that or have you heard more about it? I
1: think what I'm more interested in is how things are handled. So the fact that it has not been reported at all in any news, um, site, any mainstream news site, that's one thing that, that leads to pause for me. Um, the fact that the Miami airport was shut down, the fact that all of these things have been scrubbed off of the Internet. Um, Those are the things that I'm curious about. And also the fact that a hundred police officers yeah, <laughs> showed up means that something happened. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely. So I agree with that. That's where that's where I'm with that. I'm not really looking at blurry photos or any of that. What I'm I'm trying to do is take a step back from all of that and say, okay, it's kind of like another 9/11. Like what was the agenda here? What 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 is the intent here? And it feels like it's some kind of a a um a test run for something. And that's what I was saying to Charlie when you went to the bathroom. It's possible that this event was a test run for another event that will happen sometime this summer or will happen sometime at the end of the year. And one thing that Charlie said was that they do try to uh, do some quote-unquote alien invasion and then it gets revealed that it's all bullshit then that will be kind of the end of the government. That that will be the the final straw that breaks any credibility that the government has with the general public. So that's what it feels like to me. Like this is like this was the test run of an event, and they they may try to do these events all over the United States. And the intention would be to. Thwart an election, okay? Because the the Epstein train is not slowing down at any point. So that that's a dumpster fire that is kind of brewing right now, um, and a lot of people are are really gonna go down if that that story kind of continues to develop. And evolve. And that could be one of the things that, um you know, snowballs the Biden issue with the laptop. And, you know, so all of these things combined could prevent an election happening. I
0: really, I mean, not that I really wish the election wouldn't happen. I mean, I, I could care one way or another, because it's not really an election anyway. But I really wish that I had faith that any kind of justice would be had, because uh, I just don't have any faith in the just the judicial the judicial system. Uh, just by all of the kind of kinds of things that we research, and I'm I just got done reading a book called Unmasked um, about Antifa uh, by Andy Neum. And uh, just how little was done uh, about all of that uh, and how these um, extreme leftist anarchists basically just wreaked havoc wherever they wanted to, uh, for whatever reason they wanted to, basically without the police batting an eye for the most part. Um, And none of them went to court. None of them did any time. I mean, maybe if one of them happened to actually kill somebody then yes, they, they did you know, see the inside of a jail cell. But um just and seeing all that politicians get away with and all the things that that the the masses seem to believe just without questioning it at all, I really wish that I had more faith that something, some kind of resolution or or justice was going to be had. But at this juncture in time, and I'm not certainly not saying that it's always going to be this way. And I'm goddamn I hope that it's not because I am generally a very optimistic person. But I don't know. I, I I feel like so much of the system is captured and compromised that what who are the decent people left? And I know that there are decent people in even in government, even in the alphabet organizations. Um, but I don't think that they're the ones that are the gatekeepers, unfortunately. But, you know, the only constant is change. And things may look pretty bleak and, and and wacky now. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what can happen? I just am not holding my breath.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's about justice. I think I think that the issue is that this is a distraction that will be used to take the attention off of something else that we we should be focusing on right now and um you know that could be this avian flu that could be you know again there's lots of fires already 9 days in <laughs> to this first this year so this first month there's there's already a bunch of shit that's happening so it's extremely possible that all of those things combine could lead to something, or it could be that each one of these th- things is designed to distract a certain segment of the population. Um, so who knows?
0: I certainly don't.
1: No, and I really hope that this episode comes out before an archipulco so well, that... He-
0: it, it- Typically won't because there's so, many, so much backed up in the pipeline, but yeah. I'll make sure that it does.
1: Yeah. So that any of you who take Charlie up on his offer can uh, hang oh. out with him and have a beer.
0: Pour one on the curb for us. Exactly. Not for that your we homies. would be drinking one if we were there anyway, but have a puff. Whatever or feels good.
1: Whatever it takes to get where you're going. <laughs>
0: exactly okay all right thank you so much for listening um if you want to get a hold of us the melt podcast at protonmail.com
1: and keep those emails coming to hunter hyphen muse at protonmail.com
0: Great stuff coming your way. Thank you all uh, who support us. It's very, very much appreciated. On locals and Patreon, to get to either of those places, just go to the links in the episode notes. And until next time.
1: And aren't we going to be on? We're on Rumble. Uh, rock fish, rock fin, rock.
0: Supposedly. I haven't heard anything back from that yet. Yeah. Um, if we are, then we'll, all, we'll already have been there for quite a while by the time this episode comes out. So,
1: But maybe not, because this episode's coming out soon, you just said.
0: I didn't say soon. I said before in Arcapulco.
1: Which is in 34 days. So that's soon. You're right.
0: Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> all, right. all right. On that note. All right. Much love. Farewell. Yeah. Yeah. so much for making it this far. If you've liked what you've heard and are thus inspired to contribute to the well-being of the Melt, there are a few easy ways to do that. The most tangible being financially, which can be achieved by clicking the Locals or Patreon link in the episode notes, and then you will be led through the process of starting your monthly subscription for a mere $5 a month. This will give you access to exclusive episodes, full length episodes, and you can participate in our monthly melt meetups where we can congregate together as a community and often get a chance to chat with some of our guests more intimately. Another way to help out would be to go to wherever it is that you listen to the melt and leave a favorable review or rating. You can also spread the word via sharing or recommendation to friends and family, either in person or virtually. And lastly, if none of those options are readily available or appealing to you, simply send your positive thoughts and intentions. In an interconnected and quantumly entangled multiverse, these also go a long way. Thank you.